are in the middle of starting a new podcast, vidcast stream that's going to be arts, entertainment, media, pop culture. Um, it's going to be called Digital Toilet Paper. We will drop links to all the social media. We will drop links to the website. We'll drop links to the uh, podcast link so that if you guys want to follow along at home, you'll be able to. Um, and let us know what you think. Like, comment, subscribe, all those fun things. Um, we're going to be having lots and lots and lots of fun guests as we go. And uh, I think it's going to be really, really, really cool. So that being said, welcome to the Digital Toilet Paper Vidcast podcast. Um, I'm Greg. I'm Pat. And Jeff. And today's podcast is going to be uh, arts and media centric. So we're going to talk about... Um, a segment we like to call high watermark. Uh, for those of you who don't understand what that concept is, we're going to go through a public figure, maybe a celebrity, a politician, whatever, and try to look at the length and breadth of their career and find the moment where they peaked. Like this is the pinnacle of their career. And uh, for lack of a better word, it's all downhill from there. So today we're going to talk about the, uh, the great one. No, not the rock. <laughs> Um, wrong set of chromosomes, um, arguably the, the queen, the reigning queen of pop music over the last 30 years, right? Yeah. Easy. The last 30 years, Madonna, um, you know, yeah, let's, let's, let's get into it. Um, before we get into her high watermark, should we talk about some of her career highlights or like, yeah, we might as go well. through her yeah. career a little bit. Maybe just do, do kind of broad strokes. Cause she has a lot. I mean, Personal, religious, music, acting, everything family, in between. Family. Yeah. She's a novelist as well. All right. So um, let's see. Uh, Madonna, should we start like a biography? Madonna. Madonna Louise Veronica Cicerone, born in Bay City, Michigan, uh, August 16th, 1958, right? Yeah, yeah. Should we start? The, I mean, that's a little like ridiculous. We don't have to start with her. <laughs> Yeah, but we, I mean, we're even going to first album released in 83. Um, is there anything else? I mean, uh, in 78, she was a nude model. I don't think that really counts. As uh, being, uh, yeah, 84, um, Like a Virgin, right? That single? Mm -hmm. uh, I guess March yeah. 84, um, her, her self-titled debut album goes gold. That's a big deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and was on the cover of Rolling Stone at the end of 84 as well. Um, so her acting career starts in 85, Desperately Seeking Susan. Right? Yeah, oh, she gets yeah. married in 85 too. Sean Penn, the, the yeah. marriage that she likes to forget about. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing that's not a high watermark for her. Yeah, it's not a high watermark for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, both Sean of those, Penn, if you're out there. Both of them had a, a fair amount of uh, relationship issues stemming from there. Maybe they're just bad luck for each other. Yeah, well. Just starting off on the wrong foot. You know no, who else Sean Penn is bad Sean luck Penn for? Isn't Sean Penn married to Robin Wright? Segway. He was. He uh he famously said like she was dead to him or something like that. Oh, <laughs> something, wow. something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah, because he was in the media. I want to say it was not too long after Haiti got hit by one of the hurricanes. They got divorced and he was in the news and someone asked him about Robin Wright. He's like, Oh, she's All right, dead. We to can me. we can go into the Sean Penn low watermark <laughs> later. Um, well, yeah. Wait, wait, how does Robin Wright go from as you wish? To you're dead to me, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, but Madonna, uh, Madonna. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Madonna. Back to Madonna. Okay. So we're, we're pushing through the '80s here. Um, 
what else? Oh, Pepsi. Her Pepsi contract in 1989. That's a big mm-hmm. deal, right? Madonna and Michael Jackson signed the Pepsi. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, with her and then um, came out with Living on a Prayer. Like a Prayer. Like a Prayer. Um, yeah. Living yeah. on a yeah. Prayer. Uh, living on a Prayer. So we're going to Madonna. So now yeah. <laughs> we're bouncing back and forth here. So we bounce back into acting, right? Dick Tracy comes out. If y'all remember Dick Tracy, Warren Beatty, pulp comic mm. uh detective flick one of my favorites as a kid for sure yeah and she uh she had a couple songs in the soundtrack i believe yeah yeah so uh what else um her oh um didn't she try to seduce michael jackson in the 90s isn't that a rumor and then she ended up with vanilla ice instead yeah (laughs) i believe so we'll we'll just leave it at uh Madonna wasn't his type one way or the other. Well, yeah, and then I guess before hey, he was that, with she had, Shields though. So come on, I mean, he also took an ape to uh, one of the MTV Movie Awards, right, or the Grammys? Yeah, yeah. Right? Wouldn't that would have been Bubbles. right around that time? Bubbles, Bubbles, Bubbles. took Bubbles. <laughs> so um, yeah, it, so she got divorced before that. She wasn't. It's not like she was cheating on on Sean Penn, but she had gotten divorced earlier. Yeah. Okay. So, so. pushing through the nineties, uh, League of Their Own comes out. Mm-hmm. right great yeah, flick. she was great she was good in it too she was very good in it um her album sex comes out that year also and then erotica comes out that year yeah that book yes that uh that pre-internet most teenage boys try to get their hands on because yeah. there was wasn't a, that a, a metallic lot. book it was a metal book yeah yeah and it was like ridiculously expensive and it was it was full frontal nudity it was everything that you know didn't leave too much to the imagination yeah. showed uh, just about everything except for good taste and that goes right <laughs> into her relationship with dennis rodman yeah yeah you know dennis rodman his collection of celebrity girlfriends um is pretty impressive yeah Right. Yeah, he was living the lifestyle. He is a '90s guy for sure. And I mean, Madonna and Carmen Electra mm-hmm. in the '90s. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, moving forward, um, Carlos Leon, right? The guy that she didn't marry. Didn't she have her daughter Lourdes with that guy? Like '96. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, and then Evita, that Christmas, right? Evita was a Christmas release. Yeah, and she she won a Golden Globe for that album, um, uh, and and was was really good. Don't cry for Don't cry for me, Argentina was a very good song, and I think pretty well regarded and critically acclaimed. So yeah, and uh, then she finds her faith in Kabbalah. Uh, hey Jeff, why don't you in, in, inform the viewers that don't know what Kabbalah might be? Well, Kabbalah is Scientology plus. <laughs> Scientology Jewish edition. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically it's uh, it's tapping into a uh, Judeo mysticism. Um, uh, pulling from like other religions. It's sort yeah. of like awakening your, your 99%. Yeah. Your spiritual capacity. But yeah, she finds Kabbalah, and thus America finds Kabbalah at the same time. Of course, yeah. Madonna's <laughs> nothing else, if nothing else, the trendsetter for the country. At least Which, in the 90s. 90s. Yeah, that, that's important for her, I bet. You know, that works in the high watermark thing. Yeah, all right. So 
moving okay let's move 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 faster figures out guy Ritchie sometime in the early 2000s maybe even 2000 um then he like punches her in the face or something like that and then he gets arrested but then they have kids and now they move to europe etc 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 storied career low watermark is then uh die another day we don't need to talk about it um <laughs> buys britney spears a kabbalah book on her and her engagement to jt uh is with guy Ritchie. isn't with guy Ritchie. figures out figures out figures out yeah. and then uh yeah uh, and then we get wait a minute uh did we skip over ray of light we did briefly we'll yeah, get back to that it's in there yeah and at some point she adopts two more kids and then gets Oh yeah, labeled what? Is that her kid? I packs? I I don't know. And then gets labeled one of the wealthiest entertainers I get, I get her kids in the and world. Angelina Jolie's kids mixed up. Yeah, but I think we kind of hit the broad strokes, right? Um, yeah. So should, should we dive right in? What are you guys thinking? Um, um, what are in terms of high water marks are concerned? Uh, yeah. So obviously a a bright and, and storied career. I mean, she's the queen of pop music, right? If Michael yeah. Jackson's the king of pop, Madonna's easily the uh, queen of pop. And undeniably, right? The influence that she's had on, on so many different avenues, it's hard to, to dispute that. Yeah, and thinking about her, her entire career, and, and, and she's had lots of ups and downs, um, mm-hmm. die another day. Haven't we all? <laughs> <laughs> but for me personally, I think that we have to skip ahead to 2012 and it's the night before she headlines what okay. is arguably one of the most successful Super Bowl halftime shows. Okay. In the history so of Super Bowl halftime shows. So why why night before um, rather than day, day after? Because the day after you're coming down. Okay. Right? The night before okay. you are you're you're like a lot of things in my opinion. Uh, as much as you appreciate going through something, the anticipation of getting ready to go through it is hard to okay. beat, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's, so the, I think now would be a good time while we're going into this is how we define what the high watermark is. What, for, for Madonna, is it the way she sees herself? Is it the way the outside world sees her work, I, the way we're kind of looking at the way Madonna sees herself, right? Yeah, so yeah, I think so, that so that takes into a couple different things, whether it's business-wise, career-wise, social impact-wise. Everyone's going to be different, right? And so we're kind of saying what is important to Madonna may not be the same held to the same importance as the Beastie Boys or right, yeah, exactly. Michael um, Jackson or David Bowie. It's to what this individual would think that their career high watermark is right. now they you'd never get them to say it but it's what they feel now again everyone whether it's a re- religious impact all that stuff but we're kind of projecting and saying that what yeah correct and, and, that's and not knowing madonna personally obviously we don't mm-hmm. know what's inside of her head um i feel i do but she I yeah, see her so often. She's so often right but she's she puts a lot of emphasis on her for lack of a better phrase work-life balance Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. it's about um you know her acting career you know hasn't had any lull i mean it wasn't like popping like it was in the 90s but 
she's there. Her music career, you know, playing the Super Bowl halftime show is the unless you're Michael Jackson, maybe or or Prince, playing the Super Bowl halftime show is is for a lot of people the pinnacle of when you know that you're you're there. Right? Yeah, I was, especially when she did it in 2012, right? Yeah, it didn't feel as bastardized as it does now. It at least that's right. the way and I it, feel. And it wasn't like as, it was a it career just milestone, a big ad, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So acting career is is relatively solid. The music career is on its high. I mean, it's not you know you never. Well, I can't say that. Um, she wasn't going to be what she was in the eighties, right? The young, rebellious, you know, megastar. Well, yeah, and I, I think that especially for Madonna, more than other people, um, she prides herself in reinventing herself and career longevity. I think that yeah. was very important to her, and I think that not even just for monetary gains. I feel like she has put a lot of time in being at the forefront of style and music. Now I feel like she was a bit of a laggard towards the end of her career, especially when Ray of Light and everything came out. She kind of jumped on that techno dance bandwagon. And I'm not I'm not an expert in those those fields, but I do know that it did feel a little contrived and that she was kind of following that rather than being an innovator. Um, well, yeah. speaking to that, there she was for the longest time wanting to work with artists like Pet Shop Boys, mm-hmm. uh, Eurasia, Information Society. So the the dance aspect and like, you know, that influence from the 80s where new wave and synth pop, you know, came from. Yeah. So at the end of your career, when it doesn't matter, I guess... Not so much Ray of Light, but music, the album. That that's when you know, like you cash in your chips and. Yeah, well, I was I was well. That's for me, you know. At least in this point, you know, uh, after three failed marriages with various baby daddies or whatever, because mm-hmm. um, when did she split with Guy Ritchie? Like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, something like that. Um, she's able to come back into herself, right? Um, you know, Sean Penn has a successful career outside of his relationship with Madonna. Guy Ritchie, obviously successful career outside of his Mm -hmm. relationship with Madonna. Um, and, and it's hard to separate from somebody you have children with and you imagined, I would assume spending your life with. So I feel like leading into the Super Bowl halftime show, she's back to feeling like herself. Right, living for herself, mm-hmm. and and her kids are doing well, and she's back on top. So, my opinion. All right, what about what do you no, think? It, yeah. Well, I'm gonna rewind it and kind of touch on those things because I do think that she did become a, of a lagger rather than innovator, and so I'm going right before that came out into 2003 um, because I I think what's very important to her is adoration amongst her peers, yeah, um, and also being seen as a contemporary to um we'll just say younger artists and it would go when she kisses christina aguilera and britney spears on stage at the vmas um in late 2003 (laughs) and i think it it would be so i'm gonna go the day after because i think once it hits the news feed that was everywhere i know people are talking you know can you believe this everything 2003 to those those younger in our audience was a very different time socially um, three, as far as that's so, concerned. So let's, let's break that down that, for a minute. 
for, yeah. before you get ahead of it. So for those of you who um, aren't as old as we are, in 2003, um, go look it up. It's the, the, the kiss that was seen around the world. It's an award show kind of three-way kiss between um, the queen of, of pop music and the two up-and-coming princesses of pop, Madonna, of course, and then Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. So... Um, yeah, it, it could have been a high watermark for MTV. Maybe that's one that we do too. Nah, but that's back with that they were actually. High watermark is also its inception. I think MTV's high watermark is Michael Jackson just signing Michael Jackson. <laughs> well, well, but but that's when they, they were showing music videos, yeah. and I think that's MTV TRL was still a thing. I, people were still watching MTV and enjoying it, and I think it had somewhat social commentary and was in the zeitgeist because that was on. CNN and Fox yeah. News and NBC and people, everyone was talking about it. And I think, and that also forged a friendship with Britney Spears that she's carried along today. I know she's been on the, the free Britney bandwagon. And so that's why I picked that. And it's not a career. I feel like that's more of a, this is the mark. This is when I was at my peak of power and influence. I've got the two biggest pop stars Two of the biggest, yeah. Britney Spears could have arguably been the biggest pop star at the time. And they're kind of, you know, kissing the ring a little bit yeah, and, yeah. and kind of paying homage to me as an innovator and all that stuff. And so that's why I think for her personally, that was her when she was at the top of the world. Okay. Uh, you're going to gonna break the tire? You're going to throw a curveball here? I'm, I'm going to throw a curveball <laughs> here. All right. Um, okay. With the MTV Video Music Awards performance of Madonna's Vogue live. Okay. That is, it, in some ways it, it defined what live performance events for MTV were going to be like. Um, I think it had a bigger presence than anything at that point, the Oscars ever had. Okay, but I mean that—that that seems like more of a springboard event for me. Like, well, even the, the catapult upward. I, do you? When I think yeah. of Madonna, I think of that um, like a virgin performance where she's in the wedding dress, rolling around. Yes. Very provocative. Very, you know. Well, yeah, whatever you want to call it, but it yeah, was, but it was like a virgin, and, and then Material Girl don't propel her career as much as Vogue did. Oh, but that's what I mean, though. So, like, we're talking about um, how... This how is the high water. This is the, so, yeah. like, Vogue is, like, the springboard pro pushing her up to what eventually becomes the highest peak she'll hit in her career before sliding back down into... All right. I mean, she's never going to be mediocre. So we, were, so we were talking about the the halftime show in my opinion the mtv vogue is higher than the the kiss between britney spears and christina aguilera okay you think that 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 at the point of the kiss she was lower in her career than she was at the vogue premiere Yes. So she like so, she she was. I mean, it's a pretty far fall from Grace. From I mean, it's Madonna. It's not a fall at all. It's it's if anything, it's a plateau because she maintained okay. for the great for the better part of like a decade and a half. Okay. Her status as a pop symbol, an iconoclast, uh, 
what have you. And then at the same time, in what the year late was 90s, that? transitioning. Uh, we need fact checkers here. Anybody want to volunteer? Yes. Uh, uh, that was interesting. But go ahead. Keep going. Because I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Yeah. Um, I, you know what? Um, that was 1990, I guess, Vogue. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm going to rescind. I'm going to rescind my, uh, my initial thought about the Super Bowl halftime show. Well, Okay, well, can I jump on what Jeff's saying, though? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Because there's a lot to... Because 90 was arguably her best year. Um, she, Dick Tracy comes out that year. Again, she has a couple songs on that soundtrack. She also, unironically, or maybe ironically, the, the album is Take a Bow, right? Yeah. So that kind of lends to, you know, she kind of... This is, this is the top. But I... So I think there's credence to it. I wouldn't quite say that... that uh, that it's the highest, but there is that I, I I'm kind of leaning towards Jeff too, or maybe somewhere in the middle, but that is very important. That is a great year. Um, but I get, I, not to, not to step on you, a league of their own comes out in 92. And then right. she also has a Vita. And I know being an actress is important. Um, well, that's where I was going with this. Um, okay. She had solidified her, her status as, as music production royalty at that point. She is Madonna. One name, mm-hmm. you know, no surname, no surname necessary. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> but as far as acting goes, I mean, A League of Their Own is a brilliant film, right? There's no crying in baseball. Mm-hmm. We love that movie. And, and Dick Tracy is one of my all time well, favorites, although I don't know if it holds up. I haven't seen it in a while. But if we jump forward to 96, Evita shows the world that Madonna can act. Mm-hmm. Well, and she, you don't but, think so? It is she. No. She does again. I think I, she does get an award amongst her peers. She get she's in the Golden Globe for that yeah. performance of Evita, right? And I think she might have even won a Grammy for "Don't Cry for Me, Argentina." I, and I could be wrong about that, but, but I'm pretty sure she got a, a Golden Globe for that performance. Now I'm with you, Jeff. I think she is flat as an actress. I think she's wooden. But like, where if you put her in a role, I thought she was phenomenal. In a league of their own, because she worked that in a great yeah. ensemble cast too, right? She's not that, but but <laughs> not that Rosie O'Donnell is is a great actor. She's probably in the worst acting performance and most offensive uh, performance in riding or taking the bus with my sister, whatever it's called, <laughs> of all time. But a lot of heralded or highly heralded actresses and actors in that, and she does stick out in that role. So well, and and not just that, but. Um... The movie itself, um, right? Evita's, is it Disney, right? Is that Disney? Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Maybe is it, it was on Disney tr- Plus? Um, I'm pretty but sure rights are so now. goofy with that stuff. Um, <laughs> it could have been, what is, it's whatever, not TriStar. But, Who was she it? She gets a Golden um, Globe. Buena Vista Films or Yeah, whatever. so it's Disney. If it's Buena Vista, it's Disney. I'm not sure if it is. I'm just saying it might have been one of those. Um, or it's Touchstone? No, Touchstone. Touchstone is, I feel like that's Disney too. Okay. <laughs> Um, they're all they're not they are now it's all disney now yeah um i mean getting to work with oliver stone already is is right Mm -hmm. but she does win a golden globe for her 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 role in that um and it wins best picture at the golden globes too right Mm -hmm. like so not only that um my only caveat is that is because evita is strictly a musical it is so in 
in the acting capacity, your your voice carries your performance for you. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. Um, and then speaking as an actress, can you say anything else that she wasn't like as a lead, not a, a not as a supporting? Oh, anything else not- where she's a, a lead? But well, no. But, but that's that, not would, the point. that would Remember, lend it's not itself. About, it's not about our. We're not. We're not. You know. We're not the Oscars Academy or the Golden Globes or the uh, should the, be the press or whatever. Yeah. But <laughs> but that doesn't matter, right? Yeah. What well, matters is her perception. Yeah, and I and right? that so is as far as her, her acting water career mark. is. Her acting career definitely goes down after Evita because she does get put in the spotlight in films and she right. stinks. She's not, I, I'm sorry, she's not a good actress. She does good in those roles, I, I will yeah. say that, but she is she's not a good actress. And I think that's, again, if you want to talk peak, that is her acting peak, right? There, that's I think that's undeniable as her acting peak. And that's, you could argue about music, but right. that well, for and, sure is where it is. Because then, like I said, leading lady, all that stuff. And it's like, oh, 90 minutes of Madonna when she's not <laughs> singing is, is a lot to swallow. Right, and, and to your point about Don't Cry For Me Argentina, I mean, that song is, is you know, what it shows that, that she is, is also still relevant musically. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, right? and it is a pretty. It, it is a good song, and it, and it shows and that she does, does a great and, job. And it's a great ballad, and but it's not provocative. It's not, you know, raunchy. It's not sexy. It's not Madonna needing to push the envelope to show that she's Madonna. Right? Mm-hmm. She doesn't have anything to prove, which is something to be said for the comfort of not having anything to prove. Absolutely, and absolutely. and her relationship status in 1996 was still solid. Solid, yeah. You may be swaying me, Greg. I may be leaning towards Evita because I do think that's a lot. Because even after it, you're looking at long gaps in between cultural relevancy, as far as long term. That yes, she was coming out with albums and everything, but that level where it's like you're an actress, you're you're a musician. Um, and everything, you're all over the tabloids and in magazines and on the news. Um, now I know Kabbalah was important for, had she converted to Kabbalah yet? I don't know if she converted. Yeah, uh, she was yeah, Catholic. I think so. Or Christian. Um, yeah. Cause, so no, that, no, Kabbalah. It yeah, was late nineties. So. Yeah. Yeah. 97. It was 97. It so, 97. The, so the next year, well, yeah. And, and when in 97, right? That's when she publicly maybe confirms her Kabbalah thing, but Evita was Christmas, so they filmed summer. So, yeah, you know, okay, it's on her mind. So she's so she's definitely at a good place religiously, right? Yeah, because she's it says because but she had come out and um, and and if you consider that it's okay. So we talk about ninety seven. How about award season nineteen ninety seven for Evita? Where did she win? Well, I think she wins an MTV Music Award for Ray of Light. Whether she wins best video i feel like it went against like jamiroquai or something like that <laughs> just oh hey again very different time um but i think it, that music video was very very well received and that yeah. whole album was um again i don't think she was at the forefront of pushing that type of music but that's i don't i don't know if that was as important to her then yeah I think, I, again I you know think, we could i mean we could go back and forth all day so i think you know for me, initially, Super Bowl halftime show, arguably the be- eh, second best Super Bowl halftime show in the history of Super Bowl halftime shows. Uh, I think the pinnacle goes to Prince on that one. Um, but for her personal development, I think award season 
receiving her her best get, actress Golden Globe. Got to give a day. Let's get you got to narrow it down to a day. Is it Golden at the Globe, release? Golden Is Globe it? Okay. Speech, Evita. Okay. <laughs> at her smuggest when she's yeah. telling everybody. <laughs> I, I think I like that. I think I'm in an Evita. Jeff, where are you at? Um, I still think uh, MTV uh, Video Music Awards uh, Vogue. Okay. What, when she's performing or when she wins the awards? Uh, performance. Okay. Okay. What do you guys think? Let us know in the comments. Um, don't send us any hate mail. We love Madonna. <laughs> Share this with Madonna if you know her. Uh, we yeah, still if, love her. We, if you, if you know it's her personally. 2020. We are still talking don't about spam Madonna. Madonna's, uh, don't spam yeah. Madonna's Twitter with this. But if you know her personally, you know. If you do, we will end up with the low water mark. Yeah. Uh, well, getting uh, torn up by... Madonna might be the low water mark of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and her career water coincides. Water. Yeah. yeah. Coincides. The uh, DTP boys get destroyed by Madonna. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> um, in other nerds, uh, in other nerds, in other nerd words, nerds. Um, I am wearing a bow tie and a tuxedo. Yeah. Um, Oddly enough, you look exactly like Michael Jackson from uh, Off the Wall. Yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Hold- yeah. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, I probably killed the levels on that one. Um, but my uh, my king of popness aside, I'm wearing the bow tie tuxedo combo today uh, to kind of pay respect to um, Sir Sean Connery who passed away recently. I think I wired my microphone into the bow tie. <laughs> Look at this, guys! Comedy right here. Um, uh, you know, we lost a 007. So let's tangent this a little bit. Uh, let's talk about. Some of our favorite Sir Sean Connery. I don't know if that accent was good on, on sure. tape. Of course. Moments. Or favorite lines. Best film. Um, I don't want to go into too much detail because we don't want to, you know, talk about the Sean Connery that could have been. But what do we got? What do we think about Sir Sean? Anybody want to say some words? Uh, I mean, great actor, larger than life. Um, Body It thinks that he went out um, with a. a a league of extraordinary gentlemen, but he put his heart in that role. Um, great 007. Um, the best. Just a phen- yeah, phenomenal actor, even when he's parodied, um, larger than life. And uh, yeah, you got to love Sean Connery. He he will be missed. Um, kind of went out. I don't want to say he went out on a high mark, um, but he actor. definitely went out. He went out on his own terms, right? He yeah, kind he was of, with his family. I know, like the last public picture released of him was was him like snuggled up with his son, um, and his not wife. But <laughs> well, I mean, career wise too, I think he was offered roles till late stages of his life, and it was just mm-hmm. like, I'm done with acting. I've moved on. Yeah, um, uh, you know, we were talking about this earlier, thing. but how interesting would it have been if 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 Sean Connery passes on LXG, and we get. Sean Connery as Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. What does that do for both mm-hmm. Sean Connery and Lord of the Rings? I mean, I don't well, know if I take Sean Connery over Sir Ian McKellen, but it it changes the tone of that character. Oh yeah, and it's and it changes the entire movie. And and I, yeah. Oh, that remind. So this is an older story, but Michael Caine. Have you guys heard Michael Caine's story about Sean Connery? Uh, Hasn't he been knighted either? I so also. I believe so. Yeah. I believe so. So. Uh, um, Michael Caine tells a story that they were surprise, surprise, they're out drinking, and Michael Caine was 
talking to some girl. I believe, I'm sure I'm butchering the story, but the end is kind of how it goes. So he's talking to some girl and some guy comes up to him and starts hassling him and, you know, it's calling him a fruity actor and everything like that. And Michael Caine walks away and Sean Connery sees this go on. And so Sean talks to Michael Caine, like, hey, what's going on? He's like, well, these guys give me a hard time, you know, whatever, calling me a fruity actor, all this stuff. And I just walked away. And I guess the guys come up to him and say, is there a problem? And Sean Connery, I guess, picks a fight with three of these guys. Maybe there was four of them. Kicks the crap out of them. And then those guys just leave. Like, like it was nothing. You're the and Michael man Kane, now, dog. Yeah, and Michael Caine <laughs> tells the story. He was like, I just sat back and watched it happen. Like, there was no, at no point was he in danger. And I was like, I am an actor. I am this thespian. And Sean Connery just beat the tar out of these guys without thinking twice. So, From you know, Scotland and the Queen. Yeah, yeah he, he walked the walk Grand and table. talked the talk. And yeah, was as close to a Highlander as there is. So, nice. Yeah. Crazy guy. Yeah. So for those of you who have never seen The Highlander, go watch it. Um, yes. It, it is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. It's not good, oh, but so it is one good. of my favorites. Um, so, Sean Connery. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. We're going to say The Highlander wasn't a good movie? I didn't say it wasn't a good movie. I said it wasn't good. <laughs> it's great. Um, okay. It'll never hit anybody's top 10 list. Of course. Of course. But Sean Connery, who was a Scotsman in real life in that movie, and you think, oh, the Highlander, Highlands of Scots- Scotland. Sean Connery being a Scotsman in Scotland. No. Sean Connery's character in this movie is a Spaniard named Ramirez. By way of Egypt. Who's really yeah. an ancient Egyptian <laughs> who learned who? to sword fight from a master in Japan. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you love, you can't make that stuff up. It's great. And, if and you're not bought in yet. Who's, you know, in the Highlands of Scotland, Christopher Lambert, who's French. French. Still so, great, yeah. Yeah, it, it is great. All of the sequels awesome. are terrible. Awesome. Nah. Um, all of T- the sequels are terrible. Nah. TV show. TV show wasn't TV that show bad. TV show wasn't too bad. Um, Adrian TV Paul show wasn't too bad. a little wooden, yeah. but... No, um, I will say... What was number two? The... The return, the, the quickest one, the one that we yeah, about. literally the worst. They, Wasn't they, it the quickening? They brought yeah. Sean Connery back to kill him again. Yes, and then <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> and then Highlander three pretends that it didn't happen. Yes, that's the the so, Mario Van Peebles one where he yes. got illusion powers. He's a he's, you're a wizard, Harry. Uh, yeah, but in in the second one, don't you get that sweet line? It's better to burn out than fade away. Well, that's the first one. See, oh, it yeah. is okay. all the good okay. stuff. Come, that was that's yeah. the first one. The Kurgan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we get Michael Clancy Brown. Ironside. Clancy yeah. Brown. Clancy in the first in the first one. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Michael Ironside in number two. Yeah, we don't talk about that. Michael, I'll see you at the party, Richter. Yeah. Ironside. Yeah. We don't talk about that. Um, who wants to live forever? Yeah, great song. Too. Yeah, you're going to tell me Highlander isn't that much it better? Is, I, I just said it is one of my favorite films of all time, and it probably has <laughs> arguably the best film soundtrack of yes, all time. Yes, but you yeah, still said it wasn't really good, Bendejo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, let's see what other line. What are the what else, what else we got? We got a few more minutes um, before we wrap it up. Uh, Zardoz, where we see oh Sean God. Connery yeah. in a mankini. Sean Connery in in a beautiful mankini. With if you all Google search there. Sean Connery, it shows up on the first page. You oh, can't miss oh yeah, it. with a blaster. With a yes. blaster. With a blaster. Um, uh, fun fact: Sean Connery uh, 
Whereas a toupee for every single outing is 007. Yeah. Um, nice. Fun fact. He lost his... Wait, no. That was... Never mind. That was Patrick Stewart. Lost Ooh. his hair at 19. Um, oh, fun fact. George Lazenby <laughs> stole Sean Connery's tuxedo from the dry cleaners for his audition <laughs> for 007 and then gets the role. That, Where I did mean, you get that, your tuxedo? <laughs> that is something, a 007 move. So, I, yeah. Yeah. The um, dinner jackets and, and the dinner, dinner jackets. jackets. Yeah. This is the latter. So, uh, to wrap things up, leave us your comment on Madonna below. Um, rest in peace to Sean Connery. Um, the best the best bond. The standard. The, the sure. gold finger standard. Okay, that was terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you guys for watching. Um, we appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for listening if you're just getting the audio. Um, like, follow, subscribe. Well, you can't do any of that yet. But when I drop the uh, social media situation in the next few days, few weeks, I don't know, eventually, like, follow, subscribe. Uh, stay tuned for more. Keep an eye out for other DTP podcast things. Um, if our names change, it's because we don't want you to know who we are. If you like what we do... Uh, Appreciate what we do. Tell your friends. If you don't like what we do, um, keep it to yourself. 